It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome to Calvary Live. So blessed that you can join us for today's program. I am Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. I'm your host for this hour of Calvary Live, and I am ready to take your questions and prayer requests. As you just heard, the number to call is 303-690-3000, and there is a means for you to be able to text in a question, and that number is 720-336-0897. So I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord, about Jesus, the Word of God, to be able to answer your questions uh, that have come up uh, as you read your Bible, or perhaps you heard a Bible study that you wanted uh, maybe some clarity or a different perspective, uh, whatever the case may be. I want to take you to the Word of God, encourage you in the truth of God's Word, and to be able to pray with you, those of you who have prayer requests. And so I want to welcome all of you for today's program. Those of you listening on Grace FM 101.7 in Southern Colorado, and that includes Colorado Springs. Looking forward to perhaps being with some of you uh, this uh, week on Friday and Saturday, the 6th and 7th. There is the Refresh Conference at Rocky Mountain Calvary, and so if that's something that is for uh, those involved in ministry, and if you're serving in any capacity at your church, uh, then you might want to check that out on Rocky Mountain Calvary's website, uh, a refresh conference. I'm looking forward to hearing from uh, my friends, Pastor Ed Taylor of Calvary Aurora, uh, Eric Cartier of Rocky Mountain Calvary, and Pastor Al Pittman of uh, Calvary Worship Center, and, and Scott Cox from Calvary Chapel Windsor up here in northern Colorado. Just looking forward to being renewed and refreshed and blessed uh, by the things they have to say. And it's so important that we have those times of refreshment um, and uh, that we, uh, you know, just experience that fellowship with other brothers and sisters in the Lord. So Refresh Conference coming up on Friday and then on Saturday the 6th and 7th. Uh, you can look at Rocky Mountain Calvary, their website, for the information. And looking forward to seeing you down there uh, for that conference want to just not only welcome all the Grace FM listeners in southern Colorado, but 89.7 up in our area from Denver to southern Wyoming, the Hope FM radio network in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland. Always love to hear from you guys. Always love uh, when you guys call, even though it's a week delayed. Uh, you can call at this time, and uh, they will answer the phone, and they'll put you uh, live on the show for us today. And uh, and then the benefit is you get to hear it next week and um, and the conversation that you have with us. So give us a call, 303-690-3000, and uh, you can uh, put in your prayer requests and ask questions as well. Also, I just want to welcome online listeners, because I know there are some. Uh, you too can call if you'd like to call in and be a part of the show. Well, I want to start uh, the show with um, just praying for our nation. Of course, as we've seen uh, the events that what took place in Las Vegas, it breaks our hearts, and um, just uh, the images are difficult to watch, and so we want to pray for those in Las Vegas that have been so uh, heavily affected by this terrible tragedy and shooting, uh, the largest mass shooting in 
the history of our nation. And uh, it has far-reaching effects because so many people from all over the country come to Las Vegas, and that would be true for that concert that was taking place. So uh, we want to just pray for our nation. We have seen uh, some difficult times and days in the last few months with hurricanes in Houston and in Florida and Puerto Rico uh, and just some other things that uh, we look around and, and um, it affects us and our families. And, and I think that we need to remember as Christians to be praying and praying for our nation and um, just praying that God will uh, be seen and uh, that Christians um, that are ministering in the Houston area, uh, in Florida, in Puerto Rico, uh, will have the strength to continue to help those in need, uh, those in Las Vegas, the crisis uh, counselors and chaplains that are there being sent there will be used of the Lord to bring some comfort and uh, that God uh, would be seeing his light through all this. So why don't we take a little time and pray? I just want to read to you from Isaiah chapter 43. Uh, on Wednesday nights, we're in the book of Isaiah, and Isaiah is such an incredible book. Uh, it brings words of comfort, but in chapter 43, but now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, and I have called you by your name. You are mine. And when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, uh, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And I just want to remind us that are in Christ, that, that we have such a blessed hope and a living hope through Jesus Christ. And he's going to see us through, and he's with us, and, and that we get to share that good news of the gospel to others, and I really believe with all of my heart that is the hope of our nation. It's the hope of our community, our state. Uh, it is the hope of our families. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ, bringing that good news that there is a God that that loves us, who sent His Son to die for us, and eternal life is found in Him. So, Father, I just pray that um, it's been a hard few months. Uh, it's been a hard, difficult time this week, especially as we see these things unfolding. And Lord, we continue to pray for those in Houston uh, that are cleaning up and restoring their homes and businesses and uh, rebuilding there that will take place for uh, weeks and months and even years. Lord, we just pray that you would strengthen them. And I pray for the Christians that are there. I pray for those, our brothers at Calvary Houston and other Christians that are there just serving and helping that you give them the strength to be able to continue to do that, to bring the light and love of Jesus Christ as they serve uh, those affected by the flooding in Houston, as well as uh, those in Florida uh, that are helping out. And people have lost homes and uh, they've lost businesses. We just pray that uh, you would show yourself strong on their behalf. And in Puerto Rico, where uh, we see the damage is so extent and, and, and people are not getting supplies, and, and it's been delayed, and the challenges and all that, Lord. We just pray that they start flowing and getting to the people in need and getting milk and water, and um, it's going to be weeks and months, they say, before power comes. But, Lord, we just pray that you would intervene, and, Lord, be with those who are down there helping and caring and uh, reaching out to others. And, Lord, we want to pray for those in, in uh, Las Vegas, the the shooting that took place um, a couple of days yesterday or actually Sunday night. 
And Lord, we just pray that you bring comfort to those who are deeply affected by the shooting. We pray you be with the families that have lost loved ones, those who have been injured, that um, you help them with their recovery. Uh, Lord, you be with the first responders, um, so many lives affected, those who were there, uh, the images they saw, uh, the difficulty. Uh, you be with the chaplains and the crisis counselors, that you give them wisdom and strength to bring the comfort uh, that people need. And Lord, in those times when we just can't make sense of things, that we would remember that we have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I just pray that you would, uh, Lord, uh, keep help us keep our eyes on you. And that one day that Jesus is going to come, and then righteousness will cover the earth as waters cover the sea, as Isaiah says. But in the meantime, keep us strong. Help us to, to give that message of the gospel. We pray for revival in our nation. We pray for a great awakening. Lord, for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, that, that Lord, you would do that work um, in these days that we are living in. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for allowing me to do that. Hey, give us a call. We have open lines, 303-690-3000. There is a text line for you to be able to text in a question, and that text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Caroline in Parker. Caroline? Hi, Pastor. Thank you for taking my call. How are you today? Um, tolerably well. Um, I've been wanting to read the Bible in a chronological order, and uh-huh. I currently have been reading in the NIV. And um, right. a friend of mine told me that they have now started changing the NIV to say things like, instead of um, his sons, we are his sons and daughters. And instead right. of letting it stand as he, it's he and she. And uh-huh. and I, I can't go there. So I'm wondering if you could recommend a good chronological Bible that I might be able to read, um, not King James, because I have a hard time with King James. Right. And, you know, we used to, I know, just about this time of the year, we start ordering for our bookstore some chronological Bibles, and sometimes the translations were a little hard. They were NIV. So um, if you look up uh, Christian um, bookstore distributors or something, you might be able to find some chronological Bibles, you know, like a New King James is fairly easy to read, or an ESV, um, maybe another translation that people like. It's a good translation. Um, to see if they got a chronological study Bible that is available. I don't know exactly what, it's, yeah, what is available, but um, you know the New King James. I've been reading New King James, um, and we've been using it here for 22 years, and I think people have a pretty good, um, you know, um, handle on it. And um, but I know that today um, there is the ESV, the English Standard Version. Uh, that is a good translation, and I know they have study Bibles. Now, whether it's a chronological study Bible, that sounds like that's what you're looking for. That's what you got to kind of sort through uh, okay. if you go to a Christian bookstore and stuff. Um, but those are two probably um, translations that uh, you can get, uh, and there may be some other ones, you know, that are more of a word-for-word translation um, that— uh, you know, that are available and stuff. So, um, you know, hopefully you'll find that. And I think that's great. 
the, one of the things about chronological Bible is it helps you kind of understand and put things together, how how they happened, and um, and that's really helpful in understanding particularly um, the um, you know the history of Israel and the Old Testament and how things happened, and so I think you'll find it to be beneficial as you do that. So um, you know I should look and see what we have and. What's new out there? Because things are changing all the time, and and new study Bibles that are available all the time. So those are kind of my recommendations. Okay, thank you. Um, you are welcome. If you have time, I have a prayer request. Absolutely. Um, I am flying back to Ohio tomorrow to be with an aunt that is passing, and um, she is saved, but most of her family is not. And ever since I booked the ticket to go, I have been under attack. Right. Now it's become extremely physically challenging for me. Mm. And I really believe the enemy does not want me to go and share the gospel with with my family. Right, right. So that would be right. my prayer. Yeah, and absolutely, we're going to pray for you, Caroline. And first of all, I know it's a difficult time to go um, there, but... I believe that the Lord is going to get you there. That's what we're going to pray for and give you the strength to be able to share the gospel with um, you know, other relatives and others that are not believers. And, and we're going to pray about all that. But I do know that the enemy, he will try to come against us, those of us who are desiring to be used. And uh, But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So, Father, I pray for Caroline. I just pray that you would bless her. Lord, as she gets ready to fly out tomorrow, that there be no problems with the flight, that um, it be on schedule. And Lord, I pray that you give her the physical strength uh, for this time that she's entering into. And Lord, as she takes care of an aunt that um, is passing on and is soon going to be with you, Lord, you hold every breath that we take in your hands. And Lord, you have our days numbered. And whatever days that it is for um for Caroline's aunt, that, Lord, that uh, you give her peace and comfort. And same with Caroline. Give her wisdom and strength to be able to minister to her and to be able to share the truth of the gospel with others. And, Lord, I pray for a hedge of protection around Caroline. I pray that you would give her wisdom, that you would guide her, bring her comfort in every way during this time, even as she experiences the loss. And, uh, Lord, show yourself strong on her behalf. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. I really be appreciate, praying for you. Your, appreciate your time on the radio. And You bet. Um, it's, you're just a real blessing to our lives. Thank you. That's, I appreciate the encouragement. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Remember to pray for Caroline in these few days. You know, it is a privilege for us to be here on the radio on Grace FM and for you to be able to listen on Hope FM on the East Coast and online listeners. And uh, to me, it's uh, when I, I'm very thankful for the opportunity to be able to do this, to be here to minister uh, to you out there that are listening. We need that. We need to just be encouraged in the Word of God to be prayed for. So if you got any Bible questions or uh, need prayer, give me a call at 303-690-3000, and uh, we'd love to talk to you and encourage you in any way that we can and glorify the Lord and and to just, um, you know, Paul would say to the Corinthians that I'm here to be a helper of your joy. And that's my desire as we do uh, Calvary Live and 
uh, every opportunity and every person that we have to talk to. Let's go to Terry in Baltimore. Terry? Hello, Pastor. Yeah, hello, Pastor. How, How are you? Good. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you so much for taking our call. You bet. It's good, always good to hear from you guys on the East Coast. <laughs> okay, good, good. I have a question, Pastor. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and my question is, I may not be quoting the Scripture correctly, but there's a portion of Scripture when Jesus was asked about the end times, and he said that that's up to my Father, my Father in Heaven knows the end times. I understand that when Jesus came to earth in human flesh, he was still God. He was the God-man, and he was right. still deity. But I'm assuming that some of his attributes, like being omnipresent, he couldn't be because he was in human form. But wasn't he still all-knowing, all-knowledgeable, omniscient? So did, did Jesus really didn't know? I'm, I'm assuming Jesus knew the end time, but, but back with that scripture, mean he said, only my Father yeah. in heaven knows him. Yeah, and that's kind of interesting, isn't it? That um, Yes. And I'm going to read it to you from, I found it in Matthew 24, verse 36. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And, um, you know, and that is interesting. And I kind of take it for what it is. I'm sure he knows, you know, the day and hour that he sits at the right hand of the Father. But that is interesting. And, um, And, you know, I've never really dove into that. Um, okay. I, I, I think that, um, as I read that it is kind of, I, I have probably the same following that, um, a thought that you have, um, because he is, he, he wasn't, he's the God man, right? We know the deity exactly, of Jesus. Yes. He's eternal. He's the creator. And mm-hmm. we don't ever want to think that he was half God and half man. He was right. fully God and exactly. he was, uh, fully, uh, God, fully man. But, mm-hmm. you know, also what's intriguing to kind of go with it, uh, Terry, is when you think about in Luke's gospel, as he grew, it says he grew in stature. Yeah, and uh, also in knowledge, yes. Yeah, in knowledge. And it's like, wow, you know, um, yeah. th- those are things I think I can't fully wrap my head around. Um, <laughs> okay. Because he, at the age of 12, he's there in the temple. He is the word. And right. he's teaching, you know, the and astonishing the priests and stuff. But then it it does go on to say that he continued um, in that yeah. growing in stature and in knowledge, and um, he increased in wisdom and stature and in favor yeah. of God and with men. So, um, yeah, interesting, good question. I wish I could help you more on that. <laughs> Well, maybe that's one of those questions we have to wait until we get to glory. Yeah, <laughs> find the answer. You know, <laughs> you know, Terry. That's I have a little. I have a little box that um, <laughs> that I throw those questions in. That okay. um, it's like I'm going to ask the Lord, but um, <laughs> yeah, and those are things that you know. I, I just commend you in studying the scriptures and, and looking at those things, and it reminds me to keep studying the scriptures and looking at those things. And exactly. Um, I got so much more that I need to do to grow in wisdom and in knowledge. And, right, uh, with, and yeah, with God and, and growing so much. So I appreciate your call. I appreciate your question. I thank you so much for your time. You are such a blessing. And uh, I, I thank God for you. I really do, sir. Well, thank you, Terry. We're thankful for you guys out there in the East. So okay. God bless you. Keep studying. All right. Look forward All to right. talking thank to you, you again. All right. Uh, God bless. Good question. Sometimes I don't know fully all the answers. You know, that it's um, it shows me one of the things I was telling somebody about doing Calvary Live that I'm praying that it makes me a better pastor and and to study and to look into things myself as these things are asked and 
and uh, love it when those questions are asked. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Give me a call. And uh, for prayer requests, uh, for your questions, love to talk to you. Let me give you that text number again, 720-336-0897. I am Jeff Figgs, pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, your host today for Calvary Live, and uh, always blessed to be with you. So let's go to Bianca in Aurora. Bianca? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I have a prayer request for my family. I recently received a word from my mom, talked to one of her family members, and they said that our family has really been going through some really tough conflicts in Mexico and they don't really want to talk to each other anymore from what I can gather. And my grandfather, obviously this is all on my mom's side, but it seems like maybe he's getting more closer to death because they say that he's not responding or anything like that and okay. I'd just like prayer that that somehow there would be someone over there in Mexico that would just talk to them about the Lord since they're unbelievers and Right. Absolutely. And we'll be praying and you know, we're gonna keep praying. And um and Bianca, I know that's a prayer request. I kind of keep a little journal here, prayer requests that come through, and you asked for prayer for <laughs> your family in Mexico before. And so yeah. we're going to do that today. Yeah. Father, I just pray for Bianca and her family in Mexico, and you know them. Uh, Bianca has been praying for them, others as well. And we lift them up to you once again as um, her grandfather is um, at the end of his days and um, end of life, it, it seems like. So, Lord, we pray that you would send somebody into their lives to share the gospel, that you would prepare that divine meeting and a word that would come to them, to all of them. And, Lord, that uh, you be with him. Again, you hold every breath we take in your hands. And you love Bianca's family there. You know everything about them. And, Lord, I pray that your grace would be extended. Um, and, Lord, that you would show yourself strong, that, that you would send that person, that message, those people to come and be a light to them, um, that is, as much as possible, um, if it is, that Bianca would be able to, to have uh, that contact with them, and Lord, uh, to have the words to say, Lord, that you would soften their hearts, take the blindness away from their eyes, and that you would bring salvation to her family there in Mexico. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. You bet. Thanks for calling, <laughs> Bianca. God bless Bye. you. All right, when somebody hangs up, we got a free line, so 303-690-3000. Let's go to Clayton in Denver. Clayton? Uh, hi. Uh, you were talking earlier uh, about how Jesus uh, didn't know about the end days or whatever and how he talks about that. And I had that same question, and I had been talking with a pastor, and he had pointed me to Philippians 2, where Paul talks about it, and he said, 
Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges and took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. And that was kind of, I guess, and now he was just kind of explaining to me that that was why, like, he doesn't, like, that Jesus didn't necessarily know about the end days, but he still was God. But he just gave up his divine privileges. Um, You know, he, kind of what I take for Philippians chapter 2, I'm going to read it from the uh, New King James, that Paul here, he's talking about unity through humility, looking out, humbling yourself, uh, you know, don't let anything be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. And you're looking out not only for your own interests, but the interests of others. And then Paul says something as he goes into what you just read. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself a no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Um, so, uh, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death, even to death on the cross. So what Paul does is he says, listen, um, in chapter one, he says, there's strife among you, let your conduct be worthy of the gospel. This is how it's done, the unity that comes through humility, and that's the mind of Christ, that's what you're to have, and then the ultimate example is Jesus Christ, who did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. So, uh, there, Paul, uh, he um, he uh, gives the deity of Jesus Christ there, uh, made himself a no reputation, and he became a servant, coming in the likeness of man. Um, so, again, um, you know, kind of an interesting thought there. But uh, one thing that we do know, and I think it's, it's interesting, um, his name is highly exalted, every knee shall bow, and those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth. So that's the context of what's being said. Um, again, just looking at that, what we talked about, um, you know, Jesus growing in stature and in wisdom, uh, it's just kind of an interesting thing to consider and look at um, as we ponder those things. So I appreciate your comments on that. Yeah, definitely. I uh, appreciate hearing what you said about that, too. Um, that's yeah. 6 through 11 of Philippians 2. is just one of my favorite things. I really like how Paul just kind of likes, I feel like it's just a good little like summary of the main ideas of the gospel. Good little reminder. Yeah. I think it is, too. You're, you're so right, uh, Clayton. And I, I think that, and here's another thought, and um, that why Philippians chapter 2 is so important to the church is because if we did this, if we would do nothing through selfish ambition or conceit and looking out for others' interests, if we would humble ourselves, um, then 90% of the problems, I think, would not be in the church, you know? Um, Because a lot of times when I have conflicts, it's because, you know, I'm not looking out for the interests of others. I'm, you know, I want something, but it's not in every case. But um, just to humble ourselves and the ultimate, um, it really is amazing that that he came, you know, in, in deity, but he gave up the glory of deity from heaven and humbled himself and became man a servant and was obedient to death. That just, that is so amazing. The love of our Lord uh, is absolutely incredible. So you bring up a good point. Yeah, thanks for talking to me. God bless you. You too, Glayton. Lord is so good. He's so wonderful. 303-690-3000. I believe we have open lines. We're getting ready to go to our break. 
and uh, we'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. We've had some really good questions and comments in the first half. It blesses me. And so I'd love to talk to you in the second half of Calvary Live uh, as we're going to go to break here in just a minute. Uh, the text question um, line is for you to text in a question is 720-336-0897. This is Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you today on this Tuesday afternoon, a beautiful day, and uh, looking forward to coming back with you when we finish the break here as we're going to hear the music, and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. I am Jeff Figs, pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley. So glad to be with you for the second half of Calvary Live. Um, just looking forward to talking with you. We have open lines so as you heard the number, 303-690-3000, give me a call. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. Uh, right before the break, I was talking with Clayton, and uh, we kind of continued discussion on the deity of Jesus. And um, when he comes back, when he said, no one knows the day, the hour uh, of my return except for my Father in Matthew chapter 24, verse 36, uh, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. At least during Jesus' uh, earthly ministry, um, he uh, says no one knows the day or the hour. And that is interesting because there are those who will come along and claim to know the day and the hour of Jesus' return, um, and they seem to know. And we've seen some of that lately, uh, even uh, last month, uh, some claiming that he was going to come back on the 23rd, uh, other predictions that are made. Um, you know, one of the things is Jesus talked about the end of the times. He said, here are the signs. Um, you, you know, he we just got through going through Luke's uh, narrative of the Olivet Discourse. And he talks about the, the days of the Son of Man. And um, he says these things will come to pass. But when he says no one knows the day, the hour, he means just that. So to be careful, we know that we are in... Uh, you know, the last days, I believe, uh, that we see um, these events that are around us. Jesus says, when you begin to see those things, look up and rejoice, for your redemption draws near. But no one knows the day, the hour, when the Lord's going to come back for us. So uh, be wise, continue to look at the Scriptures, and uh, know that um, we are to, at the commandment given, to watch, to keep watching, to wait for our Master's return, because he comes in an hour that we do not know. Hey, while we got a minute, we're going to go to our phone lines. Uh, I want to invite you out, you in northern Colorado, the Calvary Chapel Greeley. We just started the book of Isaiah, incredible book, 7 o'clock. Come join us for that study. If you've never gone through Isaiah, I think you'll be tremendously blessed. And uh, and um, it's one of the uh, the most marvelous books in all of the Scripture. Uh, they're all great. They're all marvelous. Uh, but Isaiah, uh, we just started. We're in chapter 3, and so we got 63 more chapters that we'll do after we finish chapter 3 on uh, Wednesday and, and head into chapter 4 and 5. 
Uh, so come join us 7 o'clock. Uh, we're easy to find. Check out our website at calvarychapelgreeley.com. And then Sunday morning, going through Luke's Gospel, 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock at all our services. We have nursery and children's ministry and youth groups that meet. And uh, just a wonderful time of worship. Uh, so much that we got going on here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. God's just moving in a wonderful way. And on Sunday night, actually at 7 o'clock, that we're going to have just a special time of worship, a hymn night, um, that is going to be the old hymns. And once in a while we do these special nights of worship. And this time we're just going to uh, go back to the old hymns that were so anointed that for many of you that are listening have met so much. And we're just going to have a time of worship for about an hour, uh, singing some of those hymns. And so we want to invite you to that coming up on this Sunday, October the 8th. Also want to remind you of the Refresh Conference down in Colorado Springs at Rocky Mountain Calvary on Friday the 6th and Saturday the 7th. And uh, so check it out on their website, Rocky Mountain Calvary, for details. Looking forward to being down there with the brethren. Well, let's get back to our phone line. Let's go to Christy in Denver. Christy? Christy, are you with us? Christy, I know you were waiting a little bit for uh, before. but um, yeah. Hello? Christy, you there? I am How are here. You? You're on Calvary Live. Hi, Pastor. So I'm not sure. I guess it's probably a prayer request that I'm looking for. My family okay. and I just started going to a new church, and we love the message. But the people are very somber, and the worship, you know, you they start the service with worship. It's just silent. The congregation doesn't sing. The worship team, they sing, but they're, it just doesn't have a lot of passion or a lot of heart in it. And a couple weeks right. back, one of the pastors was speaking about that worship teams and worship leaders should be saved, you know, because they should have a heart for the Lord so that they can sing to Him. And I don't know what the case is with this particular church, but the worship time is almost somber, you know? It's, like, uncomfortable, and that's just makes it hard to get your heart in the right place for the Word. I'm not sure how to pray about it or how to approach it. You know, we want to go to the church, but we really want to feel lifted in the beginning. Right, and I think worship is so much of an important part of the the service. Um, one of the things that um, you know, I'm so blessed to have Travis, uh, who's our worship leader, and then Jesse, who leads worship, and um, some others at, at various times. But you know, Travis, our worship leader, he has such a heart for leading worship, and I'm so blessed uh, more than he knows um, by the worship and to be able to come in and. You know, Wednesday nights we come in, and that really does set the mode for the teaching. And, and that's one of the things that we have discussed, that, you know, if it's just a wonderful time of worship, and, and it's not trying to force it, but it should be a time of, you know, a good worship leader is going to lead the people into worship and then kind of disappear, and um, and where people are entering into that time of worship. So for you, you know, um, you know, it may be just kind of that time, but for you to focus on worshiping, if you can, at that service. But for us, it's such a special time of worship, uh, Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. And um, for me, it's a blessing, a very important part of the worship. And then and then their hearts are prepared for hearing the message. Um, so, you know, the worship team is to help lead us into that because people come in, and we come in, and we got, you know, Wednesday nights, um, 
you know, is um, we may, we extend the worship a bit. Sunday mornings, we got three services, so we're a little bit limited. Um, and maybe at the end of the service, you know, just uh, we're looking at maybe uh, doing a couple worship songs, you know, at times, just kind of finish up and re- and just that time of seeking the Lord and worshiping Him is so important. And and, and I, I've told Travis, it's almost like a marriage, you know, with mm-hmm. the worship and then with the Word of God that is followed and people's hearts are ready to hear the Word of God. And uh, so, it, you know, it's something to pray for for your church and uh, to try to encourage, um, you know, the leadership that worship is an important part of it. And, um, you know, I believe the, the people up on leading worship should be saved. Um, they need to have a heart for the Lord and to, you know, have a heart to help people lead worship. It, it isn't a show. It is not entertainment. It is leading people into the presence of God, and the Lord inhabits the praises of His people. So that's where, that's where we kind of want to be. And um, but also the congregation, it isn't just all put on the worship team, but the congregation to be ready to come in worship, um, to look forward, come with the expectation that the Lord, you know, is going to minister and draw us to Himself. Uh, he inhabits the praises of his people and to come ready to worship and to understand the importance of worship because we're going to spend all eternity in worship. Mm-hmm. And um, and we went through the Psalms not long ago on Wednesday nights. It took us a year and a half. And when we went through it again, the second time that I taught the congregation, 150 Psalms, it really um, came out to me to more of a um, deeper depth to me, how important worship is um, for us as Christians to be worshiping. And we talk about those things will help us in our Christian walk with the Lord. Studying the Word of God is one. Being in prayer in worship is another one. And it's not just on Sundays, but I like to teach a congregation. That that was really a neat going through the Psalms. That worship is an attitude. It's it's an act that we have every day, you know, in our hearts, worshiping the Lord. Even as Paul said in Ephesians chapter five, um, that you know, have be singing melodies and giving thanksgiving, um, singing hymns and giving thanks to the Lord. That should be the atmosphere of our our hearts. It should be the atmosphere of our homes, and that should be the atmosphere of the church. Mm-hmm. And uh, to worship, and I encourage people. I, I like things to be still when we worship, to close the doors, dim the lights a little bit, and let's focus on the Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't it's know like if that helps. But, you know, we well, growing up, yeah. we dedicate love songs to to people, and here we are in church, and we're meant to be dedicating all of these songs to the Lord, and there's just no heart behind it, and it's just such a struggle. And we wait for the message because the message is always very good and very encouraging, but that yeah. that moment just before, where it's just so, again, somber in in the church house. It's just disheartening, you know, and I, I wish we're very new, so I don't feel that it's my place to speak to anybody right. within the church itself just yet. You know, you can't really come into a new church and complain about it, but no. it's very heavy on my heart, and so I, I really want to pray for the team yeah. and for the congregation, and Absolutely. just that they would, yeah. would want to be in love and sing about it. Yeah, and just, you know, be an encouragement there, you know, to the congregation. And one way is for you to encourage them 
in any way. And, mm-hmm. um, and then to be able to you worship and as people see you worship, um, maybe they'll see that heart and, and, uh, have a desire to want to, you know, here's somebody who's worshiping that really touches me and, um, being an example to the congregation. So, why don't we pray, Christy, you know, and keep praying for your congregation and for the worship team. And Father, I do pray, and she loves her church. She doesn't want to be discouraging or disrespectful in any way. So, Lord, I just pray that you administer this to um, the worship team, to the congregation that worship is so important. It's not, um, you know, just a dead worship, and it's not entertainment, the other side of the spectrum. It is coming into your presence and lifting our voices and hearts with gratitude and thanksgiving and adoration to you, that you are worthy of our worship. And we're going to spend all eternity worshiping. Now you think about Revelation chapter 5, that new song, the song of the church there. and um, Lord, we are going to be in your presence worshiping you. And Lord, to have that heart of worship uh, all day long. So Lord, I pray you be with Christy. Help her be an encouragement. Give her wisdom what to say. Be an example, one who worships to others as well. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Pastor. You're welcome, Christy. God bless you. All right. And you as well. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And, you know, once again, to emphasize, worship is such an important—it's become more important to me uh, in— uh, as I've journeyed through life, uh, to just have those times of worship and to be quiet before the Lord. And, um, and it's a wonderful uh, time for us as Christians to have that heart of worship uh, every single day. Let's go to Larry and LaSalle. Larry? You with us, Larry? LaSalle, just right few miles from where I'm sitting here. Larry, if you get back, I'd love to uh, pray with you and be able to minister to you in any way that we can. So give us a call back, 303-690-3000, and we do have open lines. Let's go to our text line while we're waiting for some calls to come in. Several texts have come in, and um, and uh, we'll start with the beginning. There is one that came in that says, that I'm new to Bible study, and I hear about the time of the resurrection. I know when I die, I will go to heaven. Is that the resurrection, or do I have to wait? Thanks, Bill. And I think, uh, Bill, I know what it is that you're asking. Um, there are those who will teach that um, that when we die, our soul sleeps until the resurrection. It's, it's a doctrine of soul sleep, but the Bible doesn't teach that. The body may sleep. Uh, again, the resurrection is not only eternal life, but eternal life in a new heavenly body. So our bodies um, presently that wear out, and I'm going to read to you from Second Corinthians chapter 5, that for we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heaven. For in this we groan earnestly, and, and let me tell you, the older I get, the more my body groans but desiring to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven. If indeed having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tense, talking about our bodies, grown, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. So he's talking about how our tents, our earthly tents, are going to die. We're going to get um, a new body, a habitation which is from heaven. And he goes on and he says, uh, but being confident, yes, well pleased, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. 
So when we die, when a Christian takes their last breath, they immediately to go be with the Lord. And Paul, you know, when he was writing to the Philippian believers, he would say to them that, you know, I'm between two straits, whether to, because he didn't know what was going to happen to him as he was writing that epistle from prison, whether Caesar Nero was going to have him put to death at that time or not. But Paul says that um, to be absent, you know, to, to be with the Lord, which is better for me, or to stay here, which is better for you. He didn't say, um, you know, I don't know whether uh, it's better for me to go soul sleep, you know, for a long time. He was looking forward to going to be with the Lord. And, of course, we know that Jesus would say to the thief on the cross, you'll be with me in paradise before the sun is set. So a Christian, the promise is given that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, uh, is what we are told, and uh, that is a great, great um, promise given to us. But at the resurrection, then uh, we will get new heavenly bodies at that time. And uh, so when we're in heaven waiting for the resurrection to happen, uh, there's thoughts, you know, are are we in spirit? Do we have a temporary heavenly body? I don't know. But I do know the truth of the Scripture, that um, we go home to be with the Lord, and uh, when we take our last breath, and then one day we're going to get a new uh, heavenly habitation that will last for all eternity, and that's something you can look forward to. So resurrection is a very fascinating subject. Let's go to Thornton to Desiree. Desiree? Hello? How are you? I'm fine. How Cal- are you doing today, Pastor? Good. You're on Calvary Live. Oh, um, I have a question. Um, mm-hmm. When our, when Jesus got crucified and Pancho Pilate, did he go to hell for not helping Jesus? Well, Pontius Pilate, here's the thing. Pontius I'm Pilate like, was I'm the... I'm I'm pulling over so I can hear you. Okay. It's, it's a good question that you ask. Um, Pilate... Whatever his eternal state is, and what I've read of Pilate historically, that after, you know, that he was in Jerusalem, and um, he uh, ordered that Jesus be crucified, uh, he gave in to the crowds, right? They're crying out, crucify him, crucify him. Here's the thing to remember. Pilate didn't go to hell because he didn't ask help Jesus. First of all, it was foreordained that he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Um, Jesus died for Pilate's sin. Jesus died for our sins. You know, there's sometimes there's this thought of, oh, who's responsible for Jesus' death on the cross? Was it the Jews? Was it Pilate? Was it the Romans? It was you and me. <laughs> it it yes, was all of us. Yes. Okay, that all. That, oh, that's you, the bottom you. line. Yeah. Oh, I, I, so, I, really agree i see it that way too because we're we stand and pastor it's like um if you could please pray for me because i'm struggling i'm i'm a new walker but i smoke cigarettes and it's sinful and i slow down i used to smoke two packs a day i'm down to like maybe 10 cigarettes a day now yeah and, and, and um, yeah, why and, is it so you know, hard for me to quit? I mean, it is. I, I lived in the road, and um, I was dead, and I've been walking with my Lord and Savior going on five years, and 
I'm alive, but that sin, just smoking cigarettes is killing me physically and mentally. Yeah, and, you know, cigarettes, um, you know, there's nothing in the Bible that that I see that uh, cigarettes is smoking is a sin, but there's a lot that is said in the Bible about taking care of ourselves um, and, um, you know, you want to do that. It's, it's a health issue is what it is. And the Lord desires to give you, you know, the power to be free from that. And he can, and that's what we're going to pray for. All right. Thank you, Pastor. Desiree, listen, the Lord loves you and he wants to work in your life. And we have struggles. We, we have struggles in life and it may be to tobacco. Um, it may be in other areas and you just keep looking to the Lord. He wants to work in your life. He wants to continue to grow you and rejoice that, you know, he's saved you and you're alive now. Um, it reminds me of Ephesians chapter 2 where Paul writes that we were dead in our trespasses and sins, but uh, God has made us alive by his great love and his grace. And that's so remarkable that um, he, that he does that. But we still struggle in this life, don't we? And so, yeah. Father, I pray for I pray for my sister. I pray that you would free her from uh, the cigarettes. She has scaled down. She knows that you have put on her heart. She cannot do this in faith. So it's sin to her. And, um, and Lord, it's a struggle. And she's concerned for her health. And, Lord, I pray that you would free her, that you would take the addiction away, that you give her the strength to, to kick this habit, this addiction Free her from the tobacco because it, it, it just can be so hard, especially when the cravings come. Take the cravings away. And, Lord, I pray for my sister that you would help her to continue to grow in you and your love. Give her the power to live that life that you want her to live. Help her to continue to grow in your word and in your love. And, Lord, bring that just that freedom to her, um, that freedom from cigarettes, that freedom from anything else that, that maybe holds her in bondage. And, Lord, I pray that you would show yourself strong on her behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor. May the Lord bless you again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Hey, let let me know. Do this. Let me know when you're free from those cigarettes, all right? All right. I sure will. Thank you so much. You bet. God bless you. Got a few minutes left. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. We have open lines. So what we are going to do is let's go back to text messages and um let's uh, let's look at where Cain and Abel's twins thank you um I don't think they were twins at all um and they were brothers we know that and I'm sure that you know that at all but let's go back and see what the text says um but uh I don't think that they were twins and we know that um we read that Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. And then she bore again. So it seems like to me that um, that these are two separate uh, occasions where she was impregnated and had children, and his brother was Abel. So um, that is uh, the best I can answer that, just from what the text has to say um, on that. Um let me continue on, and um, um, here is a question. Are any styles of music unacceptable as worship, such as heavy metal? 
or techno music with worship lyrics. Um, I think the key that, that you who asked this question is uh, the lyrics in that. Uh, one of the things that is interesting, because there's a lot of debate that can come uh, with worship and stuff, and I remember um, when we started uh, Calvary Chapel Greeley over 20 years ago, there was a debate about contemporary versus um, more modern uh, hymns, and uh, one of the things that happened is that through the Calvary Chapel actually came contemporary worship. And d- during the Jesus movement, there was the hippies, the young people getting saved, and they were writing songs. And as they were writing songs, um, you know, that's where the contemporary movement came out. And um, it was a wonderful move of God. But there are those uh, that were saying, well, it's devil music and all of this. Um, I, I think the style of music, as long as it honors the Lord, um, that uh, worship lyrics, you know, and I've heard Pastor Chuck, the late Pastor Chuck, uh, talk about it. Um, it's not so much the style, you know, it's the worship and honoring the Lord um, in those lyrics. And there are some people that they listen more to heavy metal music, and that's what they enjoy in that worship. Um, there are those who are on the other side of the spectrum that love the hymns, just as I was talking about on um, Sunday night at 7 o'clock at the church. We're going to be singing some hymns. and uh, But there are those who uh, only like the hymns, and that's where they worship. Uh, me, I, I like uh, contemporary worship. That's what we do here at the church um, and new songs that are given to us. But worship really is the attitude of the heart and um, in worshiping the Lord, and that worship needs to be towards the Lord. And uh, so, um, you know, um, you know, as long as it's doing that, it's a form of worship. So um, worship the Lord and, and keep your focus on Him as you do that. Um, we're getting towards the end of the show, and let's see if we got time for one more um, uh, question that has come in. And... Uh, let's see what I got here as I pull it up. And um, there uh, is, uh, please pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And certainly we will do that as Father, we do pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And uh, this one is texted in and asked for that. We pray for, um, Lord, uh, the people of Israel. You have a plan for them uh, in the last days. We know that. And uh, we just pray that you would work in a very um, incredible way of opening up the eyes of your people. And uh, we pray for peace in Israel. Uh, Thank you for those that go and visit and support. And uh, we just continue to lift them up um, in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, There is a question that came in. Is the United States mentioned in Bible prophecy? A very short uh, answer to that is no. There's no direct a reference that I see to the United States. There are some that perhaps may disagree with that, um, usually because uh, they try to replace Israel with the United States or the House of Judah with the United States. I think in the Scriptures that Judah is Judah, and I think that Israel is Israel, and uh, we are part of the Gentile nations. But when you look at, you know, Jesus said, when you see the budding of the fig tree, and uh, when you see the budding of all the trees is what he says in Luke's narrative. Um, these things, then know that um, my coming is near, that summer is near. 
So it's not only Israel, but all the trees. And certain nations are very specifically mentioned in an end-time scenario. I don't really see that with the United States. Maybe a vague mention in Ezekiel 38, maybe a vague mention in Revelation chapter 12, but we cannot be certain if it's really mentioned in the United States in um, the Western world. So anyway, good question. People ask that uh, all the time, but uh, we see the budding of the fig tree. The focal point is Israel. We're coming to the end of our show. Thank you all who have called in. Appreciate it. Love being with you guys. Keep studying the scriptures. Uh, be in fellowship uh, with other brothers and sisters. I want to encourage you in that. Uh, be in a good Bible-believing church. Uh, use your gifts uh, in the days that we are in. Keep looking for the Lord. Keep praying for our nation uh, as we started out this uh, program doing that. Be a light to others. Uh, be a light to others. Share the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he loves you. He died for you. He's coming back soon. Uh, keep watching. Keep waiting. Uh, keep occupying till he comes. I just want to encourage you. These are all things that we've talked about in this last hour, and um, be that light to others. Again, looking forward to, to seeing you again. Uh, uh, those of you down at the Refresh Conference, those of you as you uh, come here to Calvary Greeley tomorrow night and and Sunday, uh, looking forward to talking with you again uh, as you are tuned in to Calvary Live. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.